Hi, this is Anna Yellen, the time expert. At the moment, I'm working very focused, or maybe I'm having a break from it all and I'm dancing naked around a fire, taking an ice bath or just relaxing. Please leave a message and I'll get back to you soon. But anyway, what does soon mean? Bye. Hello, Anna. It's Sophie. Remember me? Once upon a time, we were at the same conference in Munich and we ate lunch together. Oh, that was so fun. And remember the pizza? Oh, blimey. And I'm calling you because I need you to do me a favor. Can you please call me back? Thank you. Bye. I did. And everything that happened next turned out to be a real mess and an important life lesson. But let's start from the beginning. I called back. Sophie works for a famous big company and the favour she wants me to do is this. To be the moderator of an upcoming team event with a particular workshop method. At the beginning of my working career, I did some moderation jobs, but it's not my thing. And this special moderation workshop technique, you need to have much experience in it to be able to do one with such a big group. So I thank her for thinking of me, but say, no. And I remember how proud I was that I was able to say no. Please, Anna, don't leave me hanging here. Come on, let's meet and go for lunch and I'll explain it to you better. Oh well, all right then. We meet. She's optimistic that I could do it if I would start with reading up the water technique. And of course, I would be paid. After lunch, after a long discussion, I tell her I'll think about it. And I do, but again, my feeling is terrible. The next day, I call her and I tell her for the second time, excuse myself, Sophie, but I know there are others which will do a better job than I will. And I want your group to experience an excellent workshop. And in this case, with this method, I can't guarantee this. I don't feel comfortable doing it. Sophie doesn't give up and starts again. They have never experienced it before. If you make some mistakes, nobody will notice. And you learn so quick. I know you can do it. Please, you will do me a great favor. What do I do? I say, yes. Bloody hell. Do I have to continue the story? Okay, let's keep it short. The whole time before the workshop was awful. The entire workshop was horrible, at least for me, and time wouldn't pass, and there were moments where I was totally lost. 
and I just remember sitting on the train back home and thinking, what a life lesson, Miss Yelen. I hope you learned something. <laughs> and this twist from being so proud saying no and then to do it anyways, oh dear. Welcome, dear ladies and gentlemen. This is me, your time expert called Anna Yelen. Someone who isn't satisfied with the standard answers we usually get. I always believe there are more ways to look at something. And this is what I'm trying to do for you. Let's take the example of this episode. I got asked by dearest Marianne if I could do an episode on people pleasers. A topic which does interest me. I sat in the office, started to write down my thoughts about it and afterwards I googled it. What is a people pleasers and how to get out of it? I read about five articles. They were good, but in the end they said all the same. So I made a summary with which we will begin with. And in the second part, I would like to look at it in a pragmatic way with my eyes as the time expert. Let's get into it. There are two different kinds of people-pleaser I want to address. On the one hand, we have somebody who puts everybody else's needs, wants, desires and requirements above their own and trying to make everyone happy. On the other hand, we have the people-pleaser who doesn't want to stick out, who don't dare to express oneself, to keep the harmony and also because they have difficulties with critics. I was totally on this one and I am at the beginning of so breaking this. You just can't imagine it. It is in my everyday life present, all the time. I'm so breaking this pattern and it makes my life so exciting because, boy, I'm learning. And I can't remember when I was facing growth so intensely like this time of life right now. It's a roller coaster, yes, because there are really ups and downs. But I still love it because I have this feeling that it makes me stronger and more important, truthful to myself. I'm still very new on this journey. And if you are as well, let's do it together. We can. I, I Really, we can. I'm, I'm excited. But anyway, let's have a brief and very pragmatic look at where it comes from to become or to be a people pleaser. Of course, it's deeply rooted in our childhood. There are a few possible causes. It can be connected with either a fear of rejection and or a fear of failure. It's this feeling that if I don't do everything I can to make this person happy, they might leave me or stop caring for me. Or the sense of, if I make a mistake, I will disappoint people and or be punished. It can come from a relationship with parents, but also certain relationships in school. 
Another cause might be a history of maltreatment and somewhere along the way they decide that their best hope for better treatment was to try to please the people who mistreated them, which actually is a logical act. Also, the eagerness to please can come from self-worth issues. They hope that saying yes to everything asked of them will help them feel accepted and liked. And with time, for all the people-pleasers, suddenly people-pleasing becomes a routine and you are entirely in it. From the view of a time expert, I would say this. If we look at the past, always, it's, it's all about this past. It's good to know where it comes from. But step one is to accept it. Step two, treat it. And step three, let it go. Because even more important is the present moment, the now. And here is the place where you can treat it but also to carry on and go forward. So as I said, I will get into two kinds of people pleasers. Let's start with you, the one who puts everybody else's needs, wants, desires and requirements above their own and trying to make everyone happy. Maybe, maybe you confuse kindness with pleasing people. It has nothing to do with being kind. Because the thing is, if you have been doing it for too long, you will start to be rude to those people. And don't worry, no, you are not selfish if you say no. You have the heart on the right side. Otherwise, you couldn't even be in this situation. We wouldn't talk about it. Being a people pleaser comes from a good intention. But in the long run, it's not going to make anyone happy. Now the time has come to please yourself. And for this you have to learn to say no a little bit more often. Start with small steps. Say no to small things. And then put the stakes higher. If you learn to say no, you will start to protect your time. Which also means to take care of yourself. And you know, everyone does it, and everyone should do it, to stay healthy. And the thing is, almost everyone will understand, far more than we think. And if you have to, then explain yourself, tell this person why you are saying no. Just a few days ago, I said this, look, even if I would like to say yes, I have to say no to protect my precious time. Otherwise, it's just going to be too much for me. Everyone knows how it feels to have too much. So this person accepted my no. And now just imagine this. With every no, you gain time. With every no, you will feel stronger. And with every no, you will feel more confident because, hey, now, now you are taking care of yourself. And to take care of yourself is your task. 
if you want to stay in a healthy body and soul for a few decades. You can also start to express your opinion about something simple. If you don't agree, you usually haven't said it because you wanted to avoid a conflict or a discussion. And I do understand this. But it's an excellent place to start by taking a stand for something you believe in. This will help you gain more confidence. Stop being a people pleaser and say no to be able to live the life the way you want. Another good point is this one. It might sound harsh, but we could get the feeling that the people pleasers is a liar. You say yes, even if you think no. You say, it's all right, I can do it, even when you think the contrary. You're not lying in order to gain an advantage, but because you are terrified to displease others or to be judged. And even worse is what happens next, passive aggression. You become silently angry with the people you're trying to please all the time. And the result is, this can destroy relationships. It's a logical but very destructive path. I mean, we all know you are not doing anyone a favor by withholding your feelings, opinions or thoughts. Communicating your feelings is the only way to avoid this. And it is doable. Try it. Have fun. Small steps. It's your playground and you're going to feel like a kid learning so many new things. The thing is, I, I've been there and I'm, I'm getting out of it. And it's just the best thing ever. <laughs> it really is. Okay, okay, okay. But next point. You can't be responsible for how other people feel. Very simple. It's not possible. It is so not in your responsibility to make others happy. Because also it's going to take all your energy. And imagine you would do the opposite. You try to make others sad. From the waste of energy, it is precisely the same. It's nothing else with trying to make others happy. You are wasting your precious energy. And, you know, it's up to each one of us to be in charge of their own happiness. The only responsibility you have in the first place is to make yourself happy. That is already a huge task but far more rewarding. And also, if you are satisfied, the others will look at you differently. Oh, I want this as well. How did she or he do that? Now, you are starting to have another relationship with them, a respectful relationship and not one where you are being used. So please, please don't neglect yourself. If you want to live a satisfying life and be able to help others in a good way and not by pleasing them though, you have to take care of yourself. Make it your highest priority. 
Okay, now let's talk about you, the one who continually tries to keep the harmony up by pleasing others. But you're also doing it because you don't like to be criticized. And the question, what will they think of me, is an everyday companion. Oh dear, that was so my life. Already in school, I suffered from trying to adapt as much as possible just to avoid critics and being bullied. I'm a big fan of harmony. And until lately, being criticized, even by strangers, came right to my heart and it felt as if it cracked a little bit every time. And I understood, with my work, with everything I do publicly, I must learn to take it. Of course I can stay vulnerable. Of course I can stay vulnerable. 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 (laughs) Of course I can stay vulnerable. Vulnerable. Of course I can stay vulnerable. I, I, I really, I truly can't say this word. Of course I can stay vulnerable. <laughs> Sorry. Oh dear. Oh yeah. One, one, one more last time. Okay, wait. Of course I can stay vulnerable. Come on, Brené Brown, please t- help me. Of course I can stay vulnerable. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it that way. But I need to be able to put on a thick skin if required. Now, how did I do it? <laughs> okay. How do I... Oh no. How did I do it? Well, no, come on, please. Okay. How did I do it? Well, I was just honest with myself. I just know that it is a mission impossible for myself to adapt to mainstream or to what the society expects from me. It has never worked for me. When I tried, I was unhappy. So I have broken up with this attempt to fit in. And I will never fit in. And anyways, fit in where? And suddenly, also, I see I'm not alone. There are many people out there not wanting to fit in. And I could imagine that you are maybe, maybe one of them. If so, welcome in the club. And of course, time. Time takes a big part here. What am I waiting for? Am I waiting to live the life I truly want for myself? No, I can't do that. If I would do this, I would address that as a waste of time. I can't wait. Yesterday, this reminds me, I gave an interview and I said something like this. When you recognize that this is the only life you have, when this hits you, 
<laughs> right in the face and it hits me every single day. That's when you start to live a different life than before. An intense life. You begin to make different decisions than you have ever done before. You start taking risks and you stop caring too much about things that used to bother you and which aren't really that important. And many small problems and even big ones become peanuts. This knowing, and no, it's not, it's not a belief or something you've heard of, no. It's a knowing, it's a very clear understanding of having just this one life. It changes everything. You know that your time isn't coming somewhere. You know your time is every day. Your time is now. It's the best thing that can happen to you if it happens, if it strikes you, if it hits you. And no matter when, no matter what age. But it shall, it shall hit you. It really shall. And then, now, life is going to be an adventure. And this, my dear listeners out there, I get goosebumps just talking about it because that is really what happens to me every single day. I understand that this is the only life I have, so what am I waiting for? Ah, oh, it changes everything. It changes everything. And now, what else do I have to say? Be kind to yourself. Give yourself the life you wish for. At least try to go in this direction and don't let others steal your precious time. And don't please people. Instead, create moments for them. And remember for the new path of saying no. Think of this. With every no, you gain time. Time for yourself, time for your loved ones, time for unexpected moments. Time for new things. And now, take your time to ponder upon this issue, this lovely, lovely issue. Have a good time, all the best and take care, bye. And by the way, I'm working on some great future episodes. I'm very excited about it because I'm gonna talk about life and death and David. Remember David, my pen pal sitting in death row in an American state prison? And he's been writing some incredible things I want to share with you about time. And I'm going to tell you more about my work with an undertaker. I'm going to give you a manual for the last letter. Remember I told you about the last letter? Uh, yeah. And some self-management at work. And always with my view as the time expert. And, oh yeah... Okay, another last by the way, but I have to share this with you. I have started reading my diaries from childhood. I have written more than 30 books in my life, which uh, were diaries. 
And I was amazed by reading my first testament when I was 14 years old. And the first line was, When I die, my sister Siri inherits my room. <laughs> oh God, I'm so thankful still being alive. And tonight, my dear husband Samuel is coming back home and I'm going to give you the biggest kiss he has received. And, oh God, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be such a big, wet kiss. Yeah. And now I'm going to celebrate life and I hope you are as well. Thank you so much for being here. And please excuse my, uh, my language and uh, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.